Welcome everyone to the Literally Mean podcast. I don't know which episode we're on. I think it's episode five. Yeah, so maybe. Something like that. My name is Dino and I'm here with my amazing, talented friend, Tristan. Tristan, how are you, man? I'm doing good this week. How are you doing? I'm a bit sick right now. Been sick for the past two days. Just staying at home in my bed, reading comic books, watching movies. Just relaxing a bit. Hopefully it'll get, it'll get better soon, but yeah, I'm doing okay. I will say it's kind of the one perk of being sick, though. I do like to kind of just That's laying true. around in bed, watching like four movies back to back to back to back. Um, sure. Depending on how sick you are, too, you know, you get yourself a crazy fever dream or something like that. Some well, this movie. week's movie was actually a very interesting watch while being sick. I think I had a little fever last night when I watched it. Uh huh. And that may have made it better we'll talk about it later <laughs> but it's a very crazy movie i'm very very excited so yeah i'm i'm excited to talk about it too this week uh the movie we're watching is hard target uh from 93 starring john claude uh van damme it's the john woo's first uh hollywood movie um and this was a first time watch for you i believe it was um yeah, I'm excited to talk 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 about that movie uh, a lot, though. But we'll get into that in a second. We're not going to get too too ahead of ourselves now. But uh, besides um, besides Hard Target, what else did you watch this last week? Anything uh, anything else good? You have a lot of downtime since you were a little under the weather. Uh, let me put up my net letterbox. So I watched. Th- there's something I watched because I heard that Steven Spielberg is making a movie pretty soon. So his next project, uh, I watched Bullet. Hell yes. Oh, I saw you put it on uh, on Letterboxd, yeah. Yeah, I watched it because, like I said, I heard it's going to be his next movie. It's not going to be a prequel. It's just going to be... Wait, he's remaking Bullet? He's not... It's not a remake. It's just like a new story with that character. So it's not a way. It's not a remake. It's just an original story with that character. And I watched the original one, and it was very interesting. A great movie, especially the car chase scene. Yeah, yeah. Which is ridiculous. It goes on forever, but it's amazing. It's one of the best car chase scenes I've ever seen. And um, especially like the last, like the last half hour, is insane. Mm-hmm. So it's a movie I definitely recommend. You've seen it. So what are your thoughts? I have seen it. I like that movie a lot. It's funny because I saw, I saw you post it, so I thought about the movie again. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I watched it like maybe two months ago. I really don't even remember that much about the plot itself, like yeah. at all. And I think the plot really was a little kind of thin, but maybe that's why I don't remember it. But the the car chase, obviously, everyone goes on and on about. But uh, Steve McQueen, I think that's the my favorite Steve McQueen, like character favorite steve mcqueen performance um just him as that character he's so good i don't remember anything about the story at all Mm -hmm. um but i definitely remember him do you know who's gonna play him in the i was gonna ask you please don't tell me it's adam driver as well no no no, it's not (laughs) bradley cooper oh that's good casting i can definitely see that that's really good casting That'll be interesting. What I have, I'm assuming they haven't started production on that movie. 
they haven't it's not even sure if it's going to be his next movie or like it's just the something in the pipeline that. yeah it's in the pipeline but i think it's going to be his next project but i'm, I'm not sure so that's cool i didn't even even know about that what else did you yeah. check out uh then i watched thief the michael mann movie oh, that's right yeah you were going crazy this week i did i did um <laughs> It's been on my watch list forever, and I've I've uh-huh. seen like certain parts of it. I've seen scenes, but I've never seen like the full thing. So it was a first time actual watch, and it's just amazing. It's I mean Michael Mann. We're gonna get to him later because there's some news uh, that we can talk about. But he just I mean it, this was his first movie, right? This was his first feature, yeah. He just goes crazy, like it's it's insane. You've seen it. What are your thoughts? I love that movie. The first time I saw it, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I think this is the best like, like thriller crime movie I'd seen like at that time. It was like unbelievable. I've seen it a few times and mm-hmm. I, I, I really like that movie a lot. And again, talking about like favorites by a specific actor, I think this might be a favorite of James Can, uh, Can- James Can, James Con con probably i don't know how it's pronounced but yeah yeah but probably my favorite of his and as one of my favorite moments is when he's in the car with his his girlfriend or is it his wife or girlfriend or fiance or whatever and uh and he's like what, what do you think that i do he's like i wear 800 suits i have a two thousand dollar watch i have uh you know whatever I, I i change cars like other guys change underwear change shoes or something it's just a great scene one of my all-time favorites that is a great scene, and he's he's amazing in it. James Conn, so whatever it's yeah. pronounced. And that movie is just like I think it's a neo noir, right? Yes, yeah. And that's the uh, where it falls, which is my favorite, like genre or whatever you call it, subgenre. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best, so highly recommend it. I don't it's know awesome. why I haven't seen it sooner. It's been on my watch list forever, but I finally got around to. to Have you seen Manhunter, Michael Mann? I think we talked about it last time. That's Did the we? one okay. I, I haven't seen yet. Like one okay. of his, I haven't seen it, but that's probably going to be like the next, the next watch. Yeah. Definitely worth recommend it, sure. right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, that's I think nice. it's up. Like when I think of Michael Mann, I think number one, obviously is heat. But then mm-hmm. when I think of the number two, it's always a toss up between Manhunter and Thieves. Like I just mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth between those two. Interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to like see where it falls because oh, yeah. right now I love Collateral, which we talked about oh, last. Collateral's time, dope too, yeah. Which is another great one, and there might be another movie coming soon. We're gonna talk about it soon again. So Michael, Boy, Mann Dino with the stopping. teasers, he ain't stopping. That's right, <laughs> he ain't stopping. And then I only really watched. I mean, I watched a couple more, but one thing I want to talk about: I watched Dungeons and Dragons in a the theater new one. before I got sick. I saw, I saw you, uh, I don't remember if we talked about it or I think maybe I saw you post something. You said you really liked it though, right? I liked it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Very creative. I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm not really familiar with that universe, but everyone has been praising it. And the trailer looked a lot of fun when I saw it in, in the theater. So I decided I'll just go watch it and I had a great time. It's so much fun, so creative. The main characters are amazing. Chris Pine it's just off the charts charming in this one so mm-hmm. he just he's like this is the most chris pine he's ever chris pine so he's just 
he's full on Chris Chris Pine in this movie, um, yeah. and a very very great like fantasy action movie, um, very creative. I recommend checking it out. I don't and know you're if saying you're familiar with Dungeons and Dragons. I, I'm familiar with it. I don't know anything about it. I was just gonna say it, but it seems like maybe you don't need to have any pre-existing knowledge of the game to enjoy the movie. For sure. I heard like cool. I have some friends who are like who play it and they've said there are things that you like you get references to like the old cartoon and like okay. to the board game, whatever. Um, but you don't need anything. You can just go it, in and it's just a fun fantasy movie. Cool. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot. I feel like Letterboxd has been posting a lot like on their mm-hmm. Instagram about it. So I've been seeing it pop up, but I don't think something it would be something that otherwise I'd check out, but a lot of people have been saying it's a lot of fun. You are not the first. For sure, for sure. I think definitely like at least check it out when it hits streaming or something. For sure. Because you might like it. But yeah, those were my watches. Did you watch anything interesting? Yeah, I um so I didn't get around to as much stuff this past week. I really only saw a couple things, just been really busy. I did I, I was not quite done with my boy JCVD. As I mentioned last week, I went on a huge kick and then I realized like inadvertently, I talked so much about Hard Target last week when I was just saying, oh my gosh, I saw this movie and mm-hmm. I kind of only had it in my list as a placeholder and then it just happened to have been picked. Um, but uh, but I rewatched it again. I had gotten the Blu-ray I had ordered after seeing it and it came in a few days ago and I watched it maybe two nights ago again. And um, loved it even more. I was like, yeah, this movie is just rules. Um, I watched another Jean-Claude movie, one that when I was going through my Jean-Claude little, like when I was starting off and seeing what he was doing, one that really piqued my interest called Sudden Death. Um, hmm. And it came out in 95, 94, 95. And it... It was, it was the follow-up he did to Time Cop. Same director, Peter Hyams. I know we talked about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just so right up my alley. I, I grew up playing hockey for years. I love hockey. Um, like even just watching, playing, whatever. So it the whole thing takes place at like the game seven of the Stanley Cup finals, which is like the last game for the NHL, uh, for any NHL fans listening. And they are using like the real teams, the real mascots, the real jerseys, real stadium. They even have like a couple of like actual players there. And it's insane because there's like so much explosion and murder throughout it. The movie essentially is, is diehard, but it's Jean-Claude instead of um, Bruce Willis. And it's the vice president now who's being like held up at he, as he's at the hockey game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person who's in charge instead of, um, um, what's his name, Alan, uh, what was his name from Harry Potter, who was Hans Gruber in, in Die Hard. Um, oh. He played Snipe. What's his name? Alan something. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. So instead, the Alan Rickman character is played by Powers Booth, who's incredible. Um, but it's pretty much him holding up the vice president. He's like, unless I get my money, I'm going to kill one person after the first period, two people after the second period. And at the end of the game, the whole place is going to go up. And Jean-Claude is this like fireman who in the line of duty, this like little girl got killed and he got like really traumatized. So he has, he's trying to get back in, but he really can't. So he's kind of just like, 
like a he's pretty much just going around changing light bulbs. He's not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's like, you know what, this place is going down. I'm gonna throw some round kicks, uh, do some martial arts in here, and he comes to to try to, to try to stop him. But it's it's an awesome action movie from the '90s, similar kind of vibe. Um, awesome. Which which teams play? Like it's the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago Blackhawks. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's crazy. I I ran that one back one that like again the next day. Also, I was like, this was super fucking cool. So I liked it a lot. Like the next day, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't like sit down. Like I'm gonna study it again. Like I was like mm-hmm. doing work. I'm like I'm just gonna put this back on. And and then I noticed I was kind of just like watching for a half an hour. I'm like okay, I gotta get back to what I was doing. Kind of like that, but that's how I know it's a banger. Yeah, I I liked I liked it, it a lot. Day. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun, and then one movie I'll just mention real briefly mm-hmm. that I watched yesterday. Um, one of my best friends, he in a group chat sent to me. He's like, "I'm trying to get into some like old black and white stuff." Now this group, these three friends, they are not like film people, like they're nothing like that. I just know them from like growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so to hear that, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "All right, let's go." And he's like, "I want to see something like creepy though." I was like, "Okay." I started thinking he's like but I want it to be like trippy I'm like okay let me think he's like but I want it to be like a mystery I'm like okay let me think and this movie I don't know if you've heard of it called seconds popped into my head um came out in the 60s by a director named John Frankenheimer who did Ronin in the 90s he did the first mm-hmm. Manchurian candidate um he's done a lot of awesome movies he's a great director mm-hmm. um, but he put out this movie starring Rock Hudson called seconds that and i think you should definitely add it to the list and i'm not going to go into it into too much detail because i already added it to my list for this okay after seeing it again because i was like yes i forgot how dope this movie is um so i'm not going to go into it but rock hudson probably the best performance he ever did um unbelievable editing unbelievable cinematography unbelievable score um but it was one of those movies where I don't know if you're this way. If you show someone a movie or you recommend it and you're watching with them, I'm one of those people where I'm like, at least for the first half of the movie, I can't really enjoy it because the whole time I'm like, oh my God, I hope they like it. I hope they like it. Like I recommend it. Yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I was sitting there the whole time like that. And then I realized, I was like, this was like the wrong movie to put someone onto for like their first trying to get in a black and white. Because I remembered it kind of being like a Manchurian candidate thing, like a real paranoid thriller, fast paced, but it's not. It's a really kind of heavy, and it really is just him battling like existentialism and like depression, like in a really cool, interesting way. But I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, I did not remember it just being like a straight heavy kind of film like that. Um, did which your I- friend like it? The one, the one who had requested to watch it, he was down. He's like, yeah, that was pretty cool. He's like, some of it I didn't quite understand. And I was like, yeah, I, like some of it's a little tough. But the other two who were kind of just along for the ride, they were both asleep, like after about half an hour or so. But uh, but my boy Ellis, shout out to him. I, I doubt he's listening. But if he is, um, shout out to him. He did enjoy it. And and I needed to rewatch. I'd only seen it once years ago and I desperately mm-hmm. need to rewatch. Well, I'm excited you put it on like the list. Yes. Hopefully it comes up soon. Hopefully, yes. Um, because I, after what you like told me, I really need to to watch it. It sounds very interesting. It's super cool, and like I said, I didn't want to get too into it, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's Keep super cool. 
yeah everyone just kind of read a little synopsis on letterboxd it's it's ambiguous enough and mm-hmm. it'll get you into it but that's that's pretty much about it that i watched um but there is some real exciting kind of film news stuff mm-hmm. that's been released this week i want to talk about for a few minutes with you because i know my boy is always tapped in and um i know you were telling me a little bit about something involving the batman 2 um which i'm curious to hear hear you dive into that well we got some announcement um about one of the characters one of the villains probably not going to be the main villain i doubt it but there's going to be going to be someone in the batman part 2 and that is clayface are you familiar with that villain? I've, I don't think I've ever seen it in any kind of media, like whether it be a cartoon or Reddit in a comic or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I am familiar just because I've gone through like Google and I've seen different villains randomly through rabbit holes. But I'm not mm-hmm. very familiar, like, like a Joker or Two-Face or something okay. like that. So Clayface, isn't, he isn't just one character. There's been multiple characters who have become Clayface. Um, but there's one that I think that I would like to see, and that is the actor Basil Carlo. I think that yeah. could be a very interesting choice. Um, I don't know how true they're going to stay to his comic origins. So basically in the comics, he's an actor and he started in like these old movies and they decide to, to remake an old movie that he starred in and recast them. And he basically goes insane and becomes a villain damn <laughs> which is very funny especially like with all the the hate for remakes and things like that yeah um but i don't think that's really the right move for for this like more serious batman yeah. universe um but i have like a theory like something that i would like to see let me hear it um, because he, he can shapeshift basically okay is he kind he of like the shape- dc version of sandman is kind of what i was gathering Pretty much, pretty much. But he can shapeshift into other people, um, oh. which he does as an actor. Um, and I think it could be very interesting for him to be like, not the main villain, but like a puppet the main villain uses to, maybe he Clayface pretends to be Bruce Wayne and mm. messes up his life, his personal life by pretending to be him. So maybe the Court of Owls that we discussed use him to like become politicians or certain people to control things right and there's one thing that i don't know if it's part of his story or maybe it's another character i'm thinking of that i find to be very interesting so because he's an actor he also shape shapeshifts a lot to fit the roles like the casting sheet so if they're looking for like this hero type or this woman he can shapeshift into different people to play those those characters and i find it very interesting for him to Maybe he's shapeshifted so much into different people and pretended to be them that he forgets who he really is, how he really looks like. And so in his mind, Clayface is his real origin and he just goes nuts. And that's how they use him because he doesn't really have a personality of his own anymore. Dude, that, so- that would be a great like spinoff. Like that could even just be a great spinoff single is that at all is that just something that you thought of you're like this could be a great way to incorporate them 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 or is this like from one of the comics specifically 
that's something I came up with. I don't know if it's like from Clayface or maybe it's that's a, you got you got to get in touch with Matt Reeves. That that is insane. I well, would well, go watch that. Th- th- apparently, there's a rumor that after the Batman Part Two, they're gonna do a Clayface or, like movie. Oh really? So maybe like they could. I think Mike Flanagan is like okay. went to DC and pitched the movie. So we can maybe see an origin movie, but that's something I came up with because I, I don't know where I, I got it from. I don't think it's from Clayface. I think it's a different character from like a different comic I read where like someone shapeshifts so much that he forgets who he really is. Yeah, well, I was going to say like, even just you bringing that up, I just mentioned it, like Manchurian Candidate. That is like, they're kind of like molding these people into killers for the government to where they don't know their identity. Like that literally, what you explained was kind of like Manchurian Candidate, but like with a dope ass, like DC villain. It's just like, yeah, you just did like the Joker thing, the Todd, whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. uh, the Joker. You got to just do that with Clayface. That's dope. Yeah. We got to get you in the writing room. Uh, Fuck Mike Flanagan. I'm trying to see that. (laughs) That goes hard. That goes. I would hard. love to. I would love to. But yeah, that's just something. Like I can't. I think they can very like combine it a lot. And do you have any theories for the other villains that it possibly could be? I think the core of elves would be very interesting. So like, yeah, them just controlling Gotham and sending these. Maybe there's like multiple clay faces. Maybe like you said, they have like these multiple agents that they just like yeah. brainwashed or like did something to them so they can put them in place. To pretend to be different politicians and yeah important people so i think that would be very very interesting yeah that's that'd be dope i would love to see them depicted in like a live action sort of thing mm-hmm. um, i think it's a great way to because this like the first batman movie matt reeves batman movie it's like very grounded and realistic but batman like has a lot of weird characters that i almost like supernatural yeah because clayface and like killer croc and these different like mutants and like mutates whatever yeah um so i think it would be a great way to get the more like not so realistic side of batman slowly in there and then because like maybe mr freeze is gonna come mr freeze isn't i mean he is realistic but i mean he uses a ice gun so yeah it's realistic yeah. to an extent, but the, 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 they kind of, there is sort of some type of realism with that. It is supernatural. But like you said, it's a good mm-hmm. gateway because they are sort of like, I, like there's definitely have more like supernatural to them than like the, what is like the Ra's al Ghul league or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there is still like that where I'm like, I could literally see that just being like a political thriller. Like that could easily just be like an awesome political like psychological thriller movie for sure but Ra's al Ghul uh, is also very supernatural comics like yeah he he uses the last well. bit to stay uh, young and if he dies like they res- resurrect him oh i didn't even know but that in the comic books like it's also very that, that's why i'm saying like batman he's grounded in realism but he has a lot of different villains that like are very crazy and not so supernatural in our yeah. world so it was, Batman is the most like horror inspired or horror influenced superhero, I would say. Mm-hmm. For sure. Or at least superhero franchise. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I'm super excited, man. I'm really excited for that new movie and all those spinoffs that are coming out of that, the, the, um, um, Penguin, the, all, whatever they're doing. Are they still going to do the Arkham Asylum or weren't they going to do something like that? They they were going to do something, but we haven't heard anything. Okay. Might got pushed back. Maybe it's some development, but we haven't heard anything. Okay. Well, I guess I don't want to get too excited over that movie, but one movie that's coming out even sooner than that, uh, which I know you're hyped on, I'm hyped on. I think the whole world is hyped on, and that's the new Barbie movie. Yeah, the new trailer just came out today. Yeah. Um, chance to see it? I did, yeah. Okay. I did, it, and our boy, Mike Sarah, uh, is going to pop in. I'm going to pull up now kind of like the updated cast. Uh, see if they kind of updated stacked. anything on Letterbox. It's the John Cena is apparently in it. Is he really? I, I remember hearing something announced. about like Will Ferrell or something. Will Ferrell's in it. I think John Cena's probably just gonna play like a buff version of Ken, maybe. That's my theory. <laughs> That's funny. Oh so yeah, dude. This cameo, is but... Helen Mirren is in this movie. Damn. She's a narrator. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. They said on a little character poster, Calamara, and she's the narrator. Oh, I didn't see those. Yeah, this um, this movie looks out of control. Mm-hmm. I are you uh are you a big fan of Greta Gerwig's uh movies or or familiar? I am. I love Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Frances Ha not too long ago. She's she's a great director. She's awesome. I still, I mean, this was kind of criminal, but I still have not seen Lady Bird. Oh, you got to. I have to. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone has constantly told me, it's like one of those movies, which maybe it's just the Timothy Chalamet, but it's like the same people who are constantly like, you've got to see Call Me By Your Name are the same people who are like, you know, you should have seen Lady Bird by now, like for sure. For sure. Um, have you not seen Call Me By Your Name? I have, I have. Oh, you have, okay, okay. Um, but I just saw it maybe last, yeah, just last year. I saw it for the first time. Um, Did you like it? I liked it a lot. <laughs> Great. Movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, the only reason I think I, I mean, I was going to watch it eventually, like no, mm-hmm. no matter what, because so many people had just told me like how, how awesome it was, but someone had reached out to do like a music video and they're like, Oh, I kind of want to be inspired by that. So it's like, all right, I mean, I guess I got to check it out. And they had just put it on Netflix in the States too. So it gave me yeah good timing to to check that out um, which music video was it like is this already out it no no not out yet okay. not out yet when it comes out i think you'll be able to maybe tell mm-hmm. um there's some so stuff in there thinking like did i see something but i don't, <laughs> i didn't remember anything that was like that felt coming by a name inspired so no i uh i don't think i maybe teased something here here or there maybe but mm-hmm. no nothing uh nothing out yet you 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 will know the folks will know but uh but i do like that movie a lot um Mm -hmm. and i am super excited for barbie and i see john cena's name here uh as well kate mckinnon yeah this is i'm really excited michael sarah's in it and i saw like a comment that michael sarah just looks like he walked on set and they just started to to (laughs) shoot whatever he was doing yeah (laughs) because it really does look like that they just built a character just around him. Did you, um, uh, is that coming out? Do you know, is it going to come out the same time as it's coming out here? I know it's dropping like July 24th or 21st here. 
Do you know if it's coming out same time for you? Uh, same day as Oppenheimer, I think. It's oh, yeah, the, oh, the same day. A lot of people are doing a double feature. I think it comes out the same day for me as well. I haven't checked okay. like my local theater website. I'm gonna do that afterwards, but I think well, it's gonna drop like the same day. I hope. Well, answer me this: they drop the same day. You don't have time to do the double feature. Which oh, one Barbie. do you want to see first? Barbie, Barbie for sure. I'm gonna watch Barbie twice that day. Yeah, I can watch Oppenheimer the next day. I Barbie is my top priority. Oh yes. Same for you, or are you more excited for Oppenheimer? I both very stacked. I completely forgot about Oppenheimer. You just said, and I'm like, oh shit. But my boy Gosling, I gotta go see Barbie first. I have to for sure. But Oppenheimer yeah. has a stacked cast as well. Dude, it's got freaking Josh Peck in there. Mm-hmm. I love Killian Murphy too. I don't I don't know. Did Josh Peck get very popular out in Europe? Do you know who Josh Peck is? I do, yeah, from Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. Was Drake and Josh pretty popular out there? It was. It was? Okay, cool. Nickelodeon, so okay, Nickelodeon awesome. stuff, very popular over here. Yeah, and Drake, Drake and Josh. Josh. Yeah, that was that shit. That show was the best. That ruled. Really did. Um, yeah, I, I remember seeing his name in the, like, in, like, the massive list of credits, I think, in one of the trailers. Like, they just had everybody's name. Or maybe they cut to him. And I was like, is that <laughs> Josh Peck? And sure enough, it's Josh Beck. He's being directed by Christopher Nolan. That's pretty insane. Who would have thought? Never would have thought. That's but the... I, I think we're going to see more of him after this. And I'm excited. I think he's a great I, actor. I, I'm excited too. I haven't seen anything with him that's really blown. Dude, have you seen that clip? And it's taken from an old movie from like the 90s where he just goes on a fucking tear on like some girl. He like calls her... I, I'm just quoting Josh Peck, folks. Don't cancel. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, you retard. And it's like calling, like, like just going off. He like calls some kid like a fag or something. Like, is he's just one on the boat? He's like on a boat. I don't know what movie or this mm-hmm. is even from. But Maybe there's that years. clip that goes around on Instagram. Maybe once every year, a few years. And it's mm-hmm. just Josh Peck actually ethering these kids on a boat. Mm-hmm. What? what i'm gonna do some some digging real quick i'm gonna see what that's from because i've seen the clip so many times i have no clue where it's from yeah shut up clyde (laughs) it's a very funny scene it's very funny and it's it's unsettling because you're seeing it come from him and Mm -hmm. he's young too like this is oh yeah oh i I found it what's it called called, it's called mean it's in your watch list actually is it? It is. It's called Mean Creek. I'm adding it to mine now. Uh, it has Rory Culkin in it as well, which we talked about from uh, from Columbus last week. It actually is on my watch list. Teenagers oh, yeah. living in small but town I... Oregon take a boat trip for a birthday when they get an idea to play a mean trick on the bully. It suddenly goes too far. It has. It has. Why is it rated so high? Holy shit. 3.6. The funny thing is I didn't even, I didn't know it was the movie with Josh Peck because someone, maybe it was the poster that looked interesting or I saw it in a list somewhere. Yeah. I just put it on my watch list. I didn't even know he was in it, let alone this being like the famous boat scene. (laughs) I think you and I both have a new film to add to our list for the show. (laughs) For sure. Shut the fuck up, Clyde. Love that. Love <laughs> and that. And it's on Amazon over here, so 
Is it really? Let me see if I got it. Yeah, it's on Prime here too. Folks, Mean Creek coming up on literally me. We are 10 out of 10 votes. I'm sure of it for just <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, Special commentary episode coming right up. Yeah, honestly, we should do that. Guys, <laughs> you get us to 100 subscribers. We will do a full commentary over Mean Creek. Mm -hmm. and um yeah if we get five thousand, maybe we'll reenact the scene and <laughs> For sure. dino can tell me to shut the fuck up or something you just need to find a boat and a lake yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh we can just get you zoom you know how you can put like a background on zoom of like mm. a green screen background i'll just have myself yep. standing in front of a lake uh um, who's gonna play josh peck you gotta be josh peck i gotta see you go mm -hmm. in i gotta okay. see you go in Dude, I'm getting so cancelled if I, yeah, I do know. that. <laughs> it's so shocking. Even mm -hmm. then, I remember seeing it even then before like a lot of those things became like taboo things to say. Not that they were ever good things, but they were certainly mm -hmm. less taboo, at least in America, to say certain things like that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Even then, I remember just being like, whoa, like this is like heavy. He goes off the rails. He's going off. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. What do you say we uh, we go ahead, we take a quick little break, come back, and get into some JCVD hard target? We actually got something else to talk about. In new we do have one last thing to talk we about in do news. We have one very interesting thing that we teased some, last time. So that's right. We did tease it last time. Dino, would you like to explain what it was that we teased that changed the world? Um, solved well, racism? There's a movie that apparently just made Kanye not hate a certain group anymore. <laughs> and that is 21 Jump Street. For whatever reason, Kanye posted on his Instagram. What, what did he say exactly? Like, he, it was just a picture of 21 Jump Street. <laughs> it was a picture of the region. I love on top of that. It was like the region B DVD cover of of 21 jump street that he just posted on his instagram his only post on instagram too i think <laughs> and i think he deleted everything yeah i think the caption just said something he's like um i realized today that jonah or jonah hill and 21 jump street made me love Jew jews again made mm -hmm. me no no i'm sorry made me like jews again not love made me like jews again and he's like thank you jonah hill i love you and interesting choice it wasn't schindler's list or anything no. else it was 21 jump street 21 jump street and the comments folks if you guys want a good laugh i hope the post is still up i'm, I'm i hope it is um it is. okay so. good I'll go on go on kanye's instagram go to this one single post of him admitting that he's no longer an anti-semite thanks to 21 jump street and go through still the up. comments the comments are hysterical they mm -hmm. They're so good. And that is truly, that belongs in the Instagram posts Hall of Fame, I believe. For sure. Best Instagram post ever. In the comment time. section, God tier. God tier. Also belongs in the Hall of Fame, simply in the comment section. Um, I saw someone comment like, where was 21 Jump Street and Jonah Hill doing World War II? I, I was just going to say that. Mm -hmm. I was like, this should be like required viewing in like throughout Germany, like in classes. <laughs> you guys are talking about the history. Be like, guys. We should have shown this to Adolf. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Kanye. And more importantly, thank you, Jonah, for saving anti-Semitism. And coming up thank soon, you. we will be thanking JCBD for Hard Target. We'll be back in one second.
All right, we are back. Uh, we're back with another episode. Dino, I don't think we even figured out, still even during our break, what episode we're on now, but I think we agreed earlier on we're on five. I think it's five. Wait, I can check. Let me just check just to be sure. Just to be sure. I think it's five. Again, it's that zero, that episode it zero is, is, is tricky. Okay. Um, episode five, we're back again last week. Um, if you listened, I had mentioned a movie that I had just seen for the first time that week. I'd heard about it, but just seen it for the first time. And I only just included it in my list of movies just as a placeholder to have 20 movies there. Did not think the one in 20 chance was actually going to hit. But when Dino spun that random number generator, um, or I think I spun in, you named whatever it was, landed right on it. And uh, that is Hard Target from 1993, directed by John Woo, action legend, um, maestro, um, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, arguably at the peak of his run uh, of his career. And I was just telling you, I have not been this excited to discuss a movie with you in some time, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm very glad because you put it up as a placeholder. Mm -hmm. So you could have put it out like a couple of days after or something. So I'm glad it landed on it and we got to watch it before like you selected another movie. Absolutely. It was fate. The universe won the universe. It was. It was. As DJ Khaled would say, God did. <laughs> so sure. um, so hard target guys. Per usual, you know the drill. Um, if you've not seen the movie, we're about to spoil the heck out of it right now. So Spoiler. go ahead and uh, pause it now. Go out, watch it. Uh, come on back um, and uh, and come listen to us talk about the greatest contribution to cinema uh, in history. But um, I'll go ahead and give it a little plot synopsis. How about that? And we'll uh, we'll get into the uh, the nuts and bolts of this awesome movie um tell us what it's about absolutely so like i mentioned it's directed by john woo um and the film takes place in new orleans uh it opens up with a man who is being hunted by a group of killers all equipped with various weapons they have crossbows motorcycles and cars guns explosives all sorts of stuff uh and they eventually take this man down and they tear off a money belt from around his waist, which we find out was containing $10,000. Um, after that scene, a woman is seen coming to New Orleans. Her name is Natasha, um, and she's searching for her missing father. When she's unable to find him, she requests the help of a mullet-sporting local named Chance Boudreau, whom she met earlier when he protected her as some local uh, New Orleanites tried to... Uh, try to have their way with her. Um, now, during their search, Boudreaux's helping her out. It is, she discovers that she did not know her father was in fact homeless. And he was actually making, you know, small bits of money by posting up posters for a phone sex company, which is something fairly common among the homeless people in, in New Orleans in this little community. Um, the next day, a detective finds out that Natasha's father's body has been found and it is revealed to be the man from the opening scene of the film who was killed by all those uh, mercenaries. Um, and during the, um, or unbeknownst to them rather, 
we see that there's a company being run in New Orleans. It's being headed up by Lance Henriksen. We've seen him in Terminator, Aliens, um, where he offers private citizens the opportunity to hunt humans for half a million dollars. And Natasha's dad just happened to unfortunately be the last victim of that, although he was not the intended victim by Henriksen and his company. Um, later on, a friend of Chance and Natasha's, another homeless man, gets sucked in to or gets fooled rather into uh, playing part in this game. And he also gets killed, which leads Chance and Natasha to really set off to take them down for good. Now Lance Henriksen and all his goons then set them up on a chase, which lead them to the Bayou of Louisiana, where Chance uh, and Natasha meet up with Chance's old wild Cajun uncle who's living in the boonies out there. And they set up a distraction where they run off into an old abandoned Mardi Gras float uh, facility where they then battle Lance Henriksen and all of his goons as they try to take down Chance for their final, uh, their final hunting job before they move from New Orleans to try to continue elsewhere. And they absolutely tear this facility apart, tear each other apart and Chance his uncle and Natasha get to walk out of there scot-free for the most part. And, uh, <laughs> and they get to move forward from Lance Henriksen and his crew. Um, much wordier than I remembered. Probably could have done that much shorter, but also feel like I kind of left out a lot of stuff too. There's sort of a lot going on in that movie for a fairly short movie too. Mm -hmm. But tell me your overall thoughts, you know, as a first-time viewer um of hard target uh what what what'd you think well jean-claude van damme is badass as always and as someone who likes explosions like loves watching them especially in like action movies oh, this yeah. movie did not hold back <laughs> john Woo went crazy he let like leaves explode like everything did not care everything just explodes the movie is badass. It's just like unnecessary, not unnecessary, but like the way the way he fights, like he he could fight normally, but he just goes so violent, <laughs> unnecessary, unnecessary violent. Especially that one scene uh, with the car, like the lady, like there's these couple of guys who yeah. come out the bar and try to steal stuff from her, and he fights them, and he just breaks this guy's arm yes so brutal very brutal um very fun very action-packed it was great especially like because i was sick i had a little fever so <laughs> i was like is this really happening yeah. just made it like so much better um it was a blast to watch it's a blast hell yeah I'm, that makes me so happy to hear it's it's one of those movies that i feel like I feel like maybe for the most part, a lot of people who saw it in theaters, like in the nineties, they might have some type of affection, but I could mm -hmm. almost see this being a movie that now if people see it for the first time, which both of us obviously did not see it in the nineties for the first time. Yeah. I feel like most people probably would not feel the same way that we do though about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel differently, but I feel like a lot of people maybe if they just saw it now would maybe be a little bit more strict on it. What do you think? What, if, that makes, if that makes any sense i feel like i feel i don't know if maybe it was just me looking at letterboxd reviews too much mm -hmm. 
And there mm-hmm. is a decent amount of love for this movie. I think a lot of there people, is. for the most part, really recognize. But mm-hmm. I think there are a few where it's like, oh, this movie's so dumb. He punches a snake. He, mm-hmm. he, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, this is so silly. But it's like, well, no shit, it's silly, but it's, it's awesome. Exactly. And it's like not supposed to be serious. Like, th- that's one thing. Like, if you watch the movie, don't take it seriously. Like, just watch it and have a good time. Yeah. Because it's not trying to be this sophisticated movie it's supposed to be a great action film and it succeeds and the, i'm sorry but the snake scene is awesome it's incredible for those it's... uh <laughs> for those listening you know the scene um where he grabs the snake by the neck and then proceeds to punch it in the head mm-hmm. and then he bites off the, the rattler the little rattle at the end he does i mean it's not a real snake so right right i don't understand why people i get that like maybe there are people who like it's not their sort of thing like not what they usually watch but i don't know like it's just a great time i don't know why you would hate it that much if you don't like it that's okay but i'm glad we had a great time because it's such so much fun absolutely like you said it's not trying to be anything insane it's not trying to be this serious movie and I think mm-hmm. maybe, you know where I actually heard it? It wasn't letterboxed, but I do like to listen to podcasts. Like after I see a movie, like I'll try to see it. Like, what do some people think? And that's where it was, where there were other fools talking about this movie and like, this movie stinks. He has that dumb hair. It's like, what do you, you took this seriously? His hair is amazing. His hair is incredible. And mm-hmm. I did, did it not look real? I think that's his real hair. I don't think it was a wig. I think that was actually it was hair, right? it looked real i didn't even like question if it's real or not so yeah because i thought i was like i've met ne- i'm like that's wild if he actually just grew out this mullet like john claude that's crazy mm-hmm. and then i'm watching the second time i'm like oh yeah he actually grew that out i think i'm like it looks really good um it does. yeah that um but this movie is just really awesome for those who are familiar with john woo um you might know him he did a lot of films um overseas first um where he did films like hard boiled um which is maybe the most popular not a movie i've seen but i think a lot of people are familiar with the poster i know i am it's like the cop he's holding like a baby um mm-hmm. and he's he's got like a gun have you have you seen that movie or are you familiar with um i haven't with that movie hard like, i've heard about it i know the poster i have uh-huh. it in my head and like i've heard about it a lot but i haven't seen it yet yeah, it's it's supposed to be really, really good and kind of like one of those like Hong Kong action, like kind of like classics. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I'm looking here. It actually came out the year before he did uh, Hard Target. It came out in 92, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. Too many of his movies. I've seen Mission Impossible too. Mm-hmm. Have you seen which... Face Off? I haven't seen Face Off. Oh. I think we talked about it last time i think briefly i think yeah yeah i have not seen it i'm looking at this letterbox yeah i think i've only seen mission impossible 2 which i didn't like it's actually my least favorite mission impossible movie interesting because i watched them all like one time i went back uh-huh. and like i really i'm sorry but i didn't like mission impossible 2 but seeing hard target i definitely want to watch more of john Woo's yeah. movie movies especially yeah. like face off one i think i have to watch definitely and he has because, like, interesting ones yeah because face off kind of 
is sort of like the same sort of vibe as Hard Target, not in the actual movie. And I like Hard Target more, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it's the same kind of thing where it's like, and, and he's so like upfront about it. He's like, I'm just going to give you just a fun action movie. Like I'm not going to get into the weeds of anything else. We're not mm-hmm. going to get into the semantics of what's realistic, what isn't, what's, you know, what's believable or what's not. I'm just going to give you something that's fun. And Face Off is fun as hell. It's just mm-hmm. super entertaining. And Nick Cage, like this dude worked with John Travolta and Nick Cage and JCVD in a period of like three years. That's insane. Um, like at their peak. At their peak. Um, yep. So that's uh, that's really really cool. I definitely recommend recommend checking that out. Um, just in general, I feel like it's one of those like modern kind of classics, like everyone has to see. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But man, Hard Target is is uh, is quite the film. Did you have a favorite moment or favorite uh, scene, perhaps? Mm-hmm. there are so many there are so many great scenes and like you mentioned last week there are so many great quotes as well yes which i was gonna so ask the favorite hard target quote well i think if we have we have to be seen where she asked why is your name chance of course <laughs> because my because... mother took one <laughs> that's just great and there's there was one one quote you put in your letterbox review oh yeah yeah. Curious one that yes. Before I watched the movie, I looked out like I looked it up and I saw your thing and I sent it to you on, on Instagram and just said to you, like, this just makes me more excited. Yeah. It's yeah. when and did you did you catch it in the movie when you watched it? I when... did. I didn't expect it to be at that scene. Yeah. I know. And he kind of says it a little quickly. I realized on the second viewing, I was like, oh, he kind of just very passively sort of says it. Um yeah. But there's a scene where JCVD is going to go like uh, explore like the scene of the crime and he finds like the dog tag from mm-hmm. Natasha's dad. And two of like Lance Henriksen's goons are, <laughs> are there like trying to like scare him or whatever. And the beat him, he's like, you got to get out of here, Chance, and tell your girlfriend or tell that girlfriend of yours to point her titties north and step on the gas. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Just incredible. great line. There's mm-hmm. so many, so many good lines uh, in this movie that made me like so curious to, to like check out more movies by whoever uh, wrote the movie, which okay. I, I, I've got to pull it up now. I don't know why I didn't even mm-hmm. peep that before. Chuck Farrer. Chuck Did he Farrer. do anything else we might have heard about? He, oh, shit. He did. Have you seen the movie Dark Man, the Sam Raimi movie? His superhero movie. Didn't Have you heard of it? I have not. Oh, bro. What's it oh, called? Dude, Dark Man. It's Liam Dark Neeson Man. is a superhero. Really? And it's, I'm pretty sure Sam Raimi wrote it. Um, like it's like it, like it's not like a I don't think they they like adapted it from something else. I think mm-hmm. they, he like he created his own superhero. Was it and before it pre- or after Spider-Man? Probably before. It, by like a decade. Okay. Yeah. yeah um Check that out. Dude, that, I think you would like it a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I think you would like it a lot. Um, whether for this show or whatever, like just in general, add it to your watch list, like just on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like it a lot. I'm going to do that immediately. Which, which it makes sense because I noticed in the opening credits too, you see that Sam Raimi has a production credit on Hard Target as well as one of the producers. Mm, I, didn't, um, I didn't see that. 
And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then about halfway through the movie, when uh, Roper, who's the, uh, he's the, uh, the black homeless guy who is, uh, who is like friends with Chance and Natasha and her dad, there's a scene when he's running into like the French Quarter and he's like bleeding everywhere. And he's like, help me, help me. And everybody is kind of ignoring him. Sam Raimi's brother, Ted Raimi, is a, is playing a cameo as one of those dudes. He's like the dude in the suit with the girls, like, yo, get away. I don't have any change mm, or whatever. Damn, I remember. And that's Ted Raimi. And I was, the first time I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's Sam Raimi. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, no, they just look exactly alike. But that's, that's his brother, Ted Raimi. I didn't catch that. Now I have to yeah. rewatch it. I have to rewatch that scene. Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's super cool. They, they look so much like it's really weird. Um, but I do want to mention something that I just mentioned that, that scene is we talk about how this movie, how hard target is a really kind of just, just a fun kind of mindless entertaining sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I think that entire storyline with Roper was legitimately like actually like tough and like sad to watch when you saw him go, which is another thing we haven't talked about Lance Henriksen, which maybe we should get into that first. Mm -hmm. is so intense and so legitimately scary in this movie Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people throw around oh he's so scary and like no this dude is terrifying um what did you think of the villain in this movie of lance henriksen um i I forget the name of of his character um fushan fushan very scary very intimidating very cold and i think that's what makes him like so scary because he almost doesn't seem human by yeah. the way he acts. Like, there's no humanity behind his eyes he's just like after like making money and killing people mm-hmm. so he was a great villain very scary i liked it they they did an amazing job casting this movie i think because his partner um is also just as scary if not more Played mm-hmm. by Arnold Vos Voslu Voslu, which mm-hmm. did you recognize him from another? He was in the Brendan Fraser Mummy. What? He was he's the bad guy in that in those two movies, and he plays oh. Emotep. Oh, I have never like fully seen them because my parents oh, used to okay. watch those movies, so okay, I've seen okay. scenes when I was a kid. Okay. But now that you mentioned, like, I think I remember his face. Yes, like, he Anywhere is, like, like a... Um, he had, he kind of had, like, the full... He kind of had, like, the full garb. Like, he was, like... I'm pretty sure he was, like, dressed in, like, the, like the gold. He maybe had, like, a plate or some shit on him. Mm-hmm. But he... Um, it's, it's, like, those... Eye, he has, like, that face, those eyes that kind of remind me a little bit of... What's his name from Full Metal Jacket? And then he was... He played Kingpin and Daredevil. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. How he kind of yeah. has like that like face, especially in Full Metal Jacket when he has like that stare. Um, mm-hmm. But hold on, I'm gonna pull up Arnold Vosloo in The Mummy. Oh no, he's actually just shirtless, okay. like the whole the whole time. Interesting. Maybe I'm confusing him with someone, but I have to watch those movies again. Do he? I I mean, definitely check those out, especially now in the Renaissance of Brendan Fraser. It's probably sure. definitely worth the rewatch. I haven't mm-hmm. seen them since I was a kid either, but that was a dude where even those movies as a kid, I was like, this dude is scary. Like this dude mm-hmm. is so terrifying. 
and he's used so well um in this movie they they make a really good duo him and lance henriksen um they do a very underrated duo too because i think they Mm -hmm. could go down as like like a very intimidating like villain duo in just all movies like seriously Mm -hmm. um and i love the premise too of this movie it's really it's really unique what did you think about like their whole kind of we hunt homeless people like how they went about it what their business was like all like what did you think about that very messed up um it was very sad like the scene you mentioned yeah where he's like going to the street asking like begging people to help him and nobody cares they're like get away from me i don't have any change what do you want from me like that was such a tough scene to watch mm-hmm. because you feel for the guy yeah because you've seen him like prior and he's like a very nice guy and that was tough and then they just shoot him up they do not care like in the middle of the street people yeah. are running they, they just don't give a shit and that was that was tough and I, I i liked the premise it was very interesting um it's something i haven't seen before yeah uh, like i said very very sad yeah because i think uh, and it makes it even like more sad that scene too because there's a moment like right the way that he even gets into it, if that guy who's like in charge of that phone sex company mm-hmm. or whatever, who's pretty much setting them up. So he's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks to like come show up here tonight or or whatever. And he has a conversation, Roper, the the army guy who ends up the homeless the homeless army vet who ends up getting killed. He has a conversation with Lance Henriksen first, where he's like, This is ten thousand dollars. He's like, he's like, you could look other men in the eye again. And mm. when he says that, it's like, damn. I was like, I like that's like, it's not just like, oh, you can like, you'll have money. But he's like, you literally, you can't even look another man in the eye now. Like, you don't even have the self respect as a homeless. Like that, I was like, whoa. Like that's yeah. that's not something you really see or hear in like what would be otherwise categorized as just like some hokey '90s action flick. Like there is some like kind of there is some beef to this movie, for sure. Um. And it, it just makes that other scene so much, so much harder. But mm-hmm. also it's it's kind of funny where it's like <laughs> the whole time in the movie, they're like, yeah, you know, the company works because we're very discreet. You know, we move from country to country, but they're just constantly blowing shit up. They're shooting up everyone like in front of dozens of people. Like, how are you? How is this at all profitable and still in business? It's so funny. Mm-hmm. And that's also a thing that I found very interesting because they mentioned like they go to countries and cities mm-hmm. where people don't care if other people like die or end up like found dead. Mm-hmm. Like they mentioned they, they did some things in Yugoslavia. Yeah. Uh, when that like war uh, was happening over there, they said like people do not care. Like they move strategically to countries and cities where mm-hmm. people wind up dead all the time and nobody cares yeah so there's definitely like a lot of social commentary as well in there the homeless stuff and things like that for sure it's and i remember hearing that too i was like i feel like that would be a cool like if someone wanted to take that risk is like a limited series or something like if you Mm -hmm. followed like them on like a different city or like a a organization like that who maybe Mm -hmm. travels from place to place and does kind of like that most dangerous game sort of thing um 
when they said I'm like oh that could be pretty cool like to kind of see like a back like oh they were here and then they came up this way and then mm-hmm. they went to you know wherever and I know they were talking about planning on going to like I think they were talking about like ice Greenland or like England somewhere that had like rolling hills and castles or you know something mm-hmm. like that um but I feel like just that idea there there's a cool you know something in there and I appreciate that this movie really created something unique like you said I haven't really seen anything like that before as as a as an idea or plot um but but yeah overall man this movie is just um like i said just an all-time uh all-time favorite now uh Mm -hmm. i've only known seen it you know for the last two weeks maybe um also another note i love catching these things and going back to our boy roper and going back to episode one or two, we got another very effective freeze frame in this movie. We actually got a few, but one in particular in in um, when Roper is talking to the, and I don't even remember his name, and I looked on Wikipedia, I couldn't even find the character, but the phone sex dude, like whoever's in charge of that, that, that scuzzy motherfucker, when he's, when you know that he's selling like he's fooling Roper into accepting this. Like we already know because we've seen it kind of revealed like in other scenes. Um, he's like, he's like, you know, it'd be a hundred dollars. And he's like, just a hundred dollars to sign a form. He's like, yeah. And he's like, you wouldn't have any family or anything that would be looking out for you. Um, after he finally agrees, he's like, no, I'll do it for the hundred. Like he kind of broke him down. And then he's like, you wouldn't have any family, you know, that'd be worried about you. And the camera like kind of tilts over onto him, onto his face. And he's like, no, I have nobody. And it freezes on his face. And then that's when it like cuts or fades to him then going. I never seen them like yet another very effective, very short little freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Um, did you catch that little, that little freeze frame in that moment I or didn't. in that scene? I didn't. Okay. Um, maybe I rewatch like certain scenes, like the, yeah. the one we talked about and, I think I have to watch that scene again because I didn't I didn't see it. I and I might be looking too far into it, but like since mm-hmm. we've mentioned it and it's popped up in like two or three movies we've talked about now, mm-hmm. now I'm kind of just trained to always be like, oh, 400 blows would not be here without that movie. Um, that's true. That's true. So, so that's cool. It's funny because the... like go I don't ahead. know if it's no, like coincidence ahead. or maybe there's more freeze frames in movies than we realize, but. Or maybe, maybe we're just lucky and gotten a few few movies with freeze frames. There seems to be a lot of fate and chance playing a part in the production of this podcast, you know. There is. <laughs> um, I was gonna say one other thing that I did want um that I did want to mention uh about this movie um before we kind of wrap it up here was mm-hmm. the the actual um like direction of it I thought was really neat Mm -hmm. um there was a lot of use of like slow-mos and stuff like that kind of something you would see maybe like wild bunch or something but Mm -hmm. also a lot of these like cross dissolves like these fades into shots that it made this movie feel at least to me kind of like a western movie that just happened to take place in Louisiana with JCVD um and I was just curious, like, what your thoughts were kind of on the direction or if you also kind of felt like this is kind of like a Western-y sort of thing. It, give, it did give that feel. 
Um, also, like in the end, like the third act with with mm -hmm. the uncle, things like that, and the yeah. horses. I think yeah. that's where I, where I most got like the Western style, where I felt it the most. But throughout uh -huh. the movie, you definitely feel like cer certain artistic choices definitely yeah feel like reminiscent of like Western movie. So For sure. I, I agree. And the score a little bit too. Kind of had sort of like that twangy guitar, that bluesy sort of guitar. Yeah. Mixed with like modern stuff. So yeah, they also had that perfect 90s electric guitar just shredding. Mm -hmm. Um but uh but Dino, I gotta know our boy mm -hmm. JCVD here out, out of one from one to ten mullets. One to how, ten mullets. Yeah, <laughs> how much are you literally? Is this movie literally you or is Chance Boudreaux literally you? That's a tough one. That's a very tough one because although he is very like distinct, there isn't like he he definitely has like a very distinct personality, but we didn't get to see much of it. Like we don't know what yeah. he's like in his personal life that much. So well, I can't fight. I don't have a sick mullet <laughs> like him. So you got I a round kick like JCVD? I don't. He <laughs> kicks, he kicks hard. I mean oh, yeah. what he does with his legs, I don't know how he pulls that off, but like even maybe like two or three, just because he's trying to be a good guy. So for sure. And yeah. one thing, one thing you kind of just made me remember is that in general, there is sort of this part like in the middle of the movie where it mm -hmm. feels like it kind of like I forgot about Jean-Claude. Like it kind of goes away from him for like quite a while. Um that's why, that's why we don't see like I mean he's there, he's present, but yeah. No. There's that whole middle sequence, and I didn't even bring it up either, but that scene where Lance Henriksen's playing the piano when they're, like, booking their next, like, client or whatever, mm -hmm. that's that's a great scene. Like, just the way that it's shot, like, how intense it is with just him playing this piano. He, like, leans mm -hmm. back afterwards. He's always doing this with his hair. Mm -hmm. um, but then it cuts back after that, and you see Jean-Claude, and it's just like, oh, yeah, completely forgot about you like completely mm. forgot um, about you in this movie. But I was, I was listening or reading, there's a director's cut out there somewhere. I don't think formally ever released, but this movie was an originally like two hours long. And mm. I guess the additional like 25-ish minutes, mm -hmm. the majority of it almost is all Lance Henriksen's, Lance Henriksen stuff as well. Interesting. They, so there's even more in there. Yeah. They said that a lot of the movie, which it still is that way, is mm -hmm. is just is focused on that character, Fushan, uh, Lance Henriksen's character. Mm -hmm. But they said they literally cut out like 20 minutes of his stuff initially because they're like, this is just way too much of him. But it seems like it was more his movie in a weird way. JCVD was the hero, but it seemed like it was mainly more focused on Lance Henriksen. Did the you got the Blu-ray? Was there like anything interesting, like any deleted scenes or like director's commentary? Nothing, nothing really. It was like a real basic Blu-ray release. Mm -hmm. Um, now it looks really good. Like the uh -huh. the scan is just really good. But beyond that, it's not wasn't put out by like a good label where they're like, oh, we have this and this and this. It's just like mm -hmm. here, you can watch it in Spanish or English. Take your pick. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so did the tour cut ever come out, or was it just like no? nowhere it, so 
I don't think it was everly, ever formally released. I think it was the initial cut of the film that they're like, one, it's just too long. And then they're like, there's just too much Henriksen. Like it's his movie now entirely. Mm-hmm. So they cut out a bunch of his stuff. But I don't, I'm going to do one quick, just very brief digging, but I don't think that it's ever been released, the, um, that longer version. Maybe we just got to text John Woo and just ask him to, to send the movie to us. We, we got it. Um, okay. Well, here's a little funny thing from uh, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, Woo was contractually obligated um, to release the movie as rated R. Um, mm-hmm. But for a long time, it, the MPAA was giving it an NC-17 that it was way too violent initially. Um, he re-edited the film six times and because they never indicated what they thought was too much or what was too intense, they just said too violent. Mm-hmm. Now, during this editing period, Van Damme commissioned his own edit of the film and his reasoning, and I love this quote and just try to picture it in his Belgian accent, that French mm-hmm. accent, where he says, people pay their money to see me, not Lance Henriksen. Interesting. And so he cut it out. So he cut it and the MPA accepted the film finally after Wu made over 20 cuts to the film, including uh, the opening chase sequence, I guess was a lot more bloody and a lot more intense and a lot longer. And uh-huh. the whole ending sequence of the warehouse was a lot longer and a lot more intense than it was, which both scenes are pretty long even in the mm-hmm. cut that we get. Um, I would love to see, like, especially the ending scene, like, in the warehouse. Yeah, I would love to see, like, what that looked like. Definitely. And then and then I guess there was another scene, like, a romantic scene between Chance and Natasha they cut out, which I'm kind of glad they did. I like that they didn't throw in yeah. any kind of love story into it or anything like that. Me too. But, but yeah, how many yeah. bullets out of 10 would you give? Man, I, 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 I did Taekwondo for a couple of years as a kid. So I, I had some kicking in me at some point now, not so much, but mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think I would have to give myself five mullets out of 10. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself five because that's just me desperately wanting it to be a 10, but the other five mm-hmm. are reserved just out of respect for JCVD. Yeah. Um, And I think this is the most fun Jean-Claude movie you can watch. Um, They're all good. We talked about Time Cop for a minute last week. I recommend Sudden Death um, for those who want to see it. I recommend um, Universal Soldiers um, as some good ones that might pair up with this movie. Um, But uh, also one other movie I do want to pair up, and then I'll ask you if you have any movies that you might Mm -hmm. have in mind. But Another one which features Yancey Butler, who's the young lady that plays Natasha, which I saw. I'm like, she looks really familiar. I feel like I've seen her in something. I saw her like a week before I saw Hard Hard Target for the first time in a movie I mentioned on this pod called Drop Zone with Wesley Snipes. Mm -hmm. She is a skydiver in that movie um, who teams up with Wesley Snipes to take down Gary Busey. And Mm -hmm. I think if you want a real fun Yancey Butler uh double feature go ahead and pair up uh drop zone and uh hard target and now that i'm thinking about it maybe even came out in the same year both of them i think 
maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But are there any movies that you saw that you would pair this up with that you think could be a decent uh, double feature? Love. Then I, I haven't really thought about that. I think like most action movies you can just pair. Like they would go Definitely. great with it. Mm, I think maybe something like Die Hard. Definitely. Would pair well. But apart from that, it's it's tough. I'm like there isn't really like one or two movies that I think are like very similar to it. Yeah. It's just like very broad. So for sure. I feel like there's maybe some like Charles Bronson kind of like action movies, maybe from like the 70s or 80s that were a little mm-hmm. over the top that maybe would work. Um, but but ultimately, like we said, it's really it's it's pretty unique, this movie, I think. It is. I love the scene. That's one more thing I want to talk about. Yeah. And I forgot the scene where he stands on the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. How did we not talk about this? That was an amazing scene. Insane. And mm-hmm. it looks like he's actually doing it for the mo- for most of the ride up yep. there. Except the I end. Think, except the end. You can tell. You can see yep. the, the yep. wig on, on the stunt double. Mm-hmm. But he's like standing on that thing. And there's a few behind the scenes of like John Woo like helping him like stand on maybe that'll be one of the photos for the for this week's um uh pod but uh, that's actually the one i wanted to choose oh <laughs> yeah there's um but it's that's a wild scene for those who don't know i'm sure you remember if you're listening and you saw the movie um jean-claude stands up on a motorcycle that's going at probably like 50 miles an hour down a ramp on a highway Mm-hmm. that crashes into a van that then explodes it's it's just insane he surfs yeah. a motorcycle essentially yeah and one uh, more note i had yeah the uncle had the super mario fit he did, did he, that? He, yes. he was dressed like mario he was dripped out he had that mm-hmm. he had the overalls on it's funny because next week i'm gonna talk about the new super mario movie because i'm probably gonna watch that as soon as i get better so that's a little coming out this weekend is it not it is i think it's already out like it comes out tomorrow okay Mm -hmm. damn well i feel better i'm I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it i'm glad they got the most italian actor of all time chris pratt to play the part and i got seth rogan for for uh, donkey kong so yes (laughs) that's why i want to see it they got another stacked cast i'm excited for that Mm -hmm. um but that was Hard Target, a great, fun movie. Glad to talk about it with you. We'll go ahead and take uh, one last quick little break and uh, pick our movie for next week. All right, we are back. Uh, Dino, last week, um, I got to pick the movie. I got to pick Hard Target. This mm-hmm. week, um, we get to pick one of your movies, which I'm super excited for. Um, but do you want to let the listeners know if there's any first-time listeners what we're about to do right now and what what kind of this movie picking process is? So basically, we each have a list of 20 movies that we picked, and every day, like every week, we like every other week, we updated, updated, and we just basically put out a number generator, one to 20, that lands on a number, and that number correlates to one movie of our list that we talk about and the next week it's the other person's turn so take turns and pick out great movies to watch like we did with Hard Target which was a very fun movie uh, very thankful that was picked 
and now we'll see which which movie we'll talk about next week let's do it well dino it's your pick so you go ahead and spin that generator and i'll let you know what movie on your list that is i'm very excited number 13 Ooh, number 13 do, 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 do. Ooh, i actually own this movie really? that is the 2013 film inside lewin davis awesome okay so that's the first movie you both have seen yeah yeah that's right mm -hmm. that would be interesting wow. i'm super excited i've only seen it one time have you seen it a bunch is this like a favorite of yours i've seen it one time but uh -huh. i bought it and i haven't watched it again i have the blu-ray as well so i own it too oh, cool which makes it easy for both of us but i haven't rewatched it and i've been meaning to rewatch it for a while i wanted to show it to my girlfriend for a while so very very glad this movie was picked oh yeah it sounds like we're we're probably in the same exact boat um mm -hmm. i remember only seeing it the one time as well but really really liking it a lot but i'm definitely due for a rewatch. and it's been a while since i've gotten into some coen brothers actually so this might be the spark i need to kind of hop back into some more cb Watch more of their or oscar yeah. isaac or oscar isaac my boy he is great do you, one of my favorite actors. What's your favorite? I'm going to ask for both now. I was going to ask for just one. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to know, your favorite Coen Brothers movie and your favorite Oscar Isaac movie. Favorite Coen? Oh, that's a tough one. I think either Inside Lewin Davis or No Country for Old Men. Mm. How about you? I, I can't decide. For Oscar? It's, that's... that's um. For, for the Coen brothers, I think it's Fargo. Fargo's always been a favorite mm -hmm. of mine. But No Country, which I'm glad we're doing Lewin Davis, is one where I'm like, I gotta rewatch it. Like, I really mm -hmm. should, like, only saw it one time when it came out. I don't remember really anything about it except for the scene with the, the nooses behind the old guy and the, mm -hmm. you know, flipping the coin or whatever. Yep. But, um, but I definitely need to rewatch it. But Fargo, I love. Fargo, I've seen plenty Fargo's of great. times. Yeah favorite oscar isaac movie what, what mm. would your be uh oh man that's really tough he he's really good in ex machina but i don't know if that's enough for me to say it's like my favorite of his he's really good in drive as well but also kind of smaller part Tomorrow, i really liked him in a movie called the most violent year did you see that movie i have not that that was with him and jessica chastain that movie was really dope um but he was really good in that 2014 i haven't seen it yeah it, it was it's cool i think a24 maybe put it out when it came out mm -hmm. but cool movie interesting well for but me I, mean, I, think, I think inside living living davis uh -huh. but also like annihilation a lot you know i i love that movie that's your shit yeah oh yeah. he's in dune i forgot he's in dune too he is he is and he's gonna be in the movie later this year across the spider-verse oh he's gonna be in it trailer also came out like, I think today this right? morning yeah so that's also timely he plays uh, miguel o'hara spider-man 2099 <laughs> sweet was mm -hmm. he was he he was in the original one right or no he, he the first was, like, he's at the end like the, the post i think post credit scene okay mm -hmm. okay yeah um 
yeah damn i kind of forgot how many movies he he was in x-men he played apocalypse wow have you have you seen him like i don't know no i don't know if i've seen this movie please just look it up like people have you you, you watch power rangers right yeah yeah, yeah he yeah. looks like ivan Ooze. like straight up he looks like ivan Ooze. wait so this is up. him in the very back of this big ass poster mm-hmm. oh good god that movie was i didn't like it that much is it's this Moon Knight. yeah that's mm-hmm. been um that was recent right like th- last year i think last year yeah that's um a lot of people really like that one a lot too i don't know anything about moon knight did you watch it i did watch it one of the showrunners actually follows me on instagram oh sweet so he's gonna do loki season two and i talked to him a little bit this tv show was great moon knight is one of like very interesting comic character Uh uh-huh i don't know if you know anything about him no no so i'm not if you're ever gonna watch it i'm not gonna spoil anything but it deals a lot with like mental health issues. Okay. Like split personality and things like that. So very, very interesting. I think if there's anything Marvel put out, I think Moonlight, Moon Knight would be very interesting for you. That's what I was looking, because it seemed like my kind of bot. Like it seemed like my mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and it looks really cool. It looks badass. Mm-hmm. Like his like whole like, like get up. Egyptian things yeah and ethan hawk plays the the villain oh really mm-hmm. is this on disney plus it is okay do you have a subscription i don't i don't think so i think i can give you my login if you okay. ever need it so absolutely i'll let you know this looks sweet mm-hmm. is it because a limited oh, you said they're going to do a season two it hasn't been announced yet but they're probably going to do a season okay. two pretty sure okay. but yeah if you need to log in, I can give it to you because there's also one movie on my watch list uh-huh. that is only available on Disney Plus. Okay. One that I've talked about a lot. I, maybe you know which one I mean. So if that one ever gets picked, I'm going to Oh, you. yeah. I, I know which one. I just had to look at the list. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for that one, I can give you my login for sure. And then maybe you okay. can check out if you want to. Definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well... I'm excited to check out Inside Lewin Davis again. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm glad we got to watch Hard Target um, mm-hmm. and get to talk about it. This movie's awesome. For those who want to see it, go rent it anywhere. You can pretty much see it on Prime, iTunes, whatever. You can buy a Blu-ray for like seven bucks on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely worth that. And for anyone who wants to watch Inside Lewin Davis, um before next week's um pod uh if you're in the states it looks like it's streaming um whoops almost just told you guys x-men apocalypse streaming i want to <laughs> do that one um looks like it's streaming on showtime and paramount plus um and yeah otherwise you can rent it at itunes amazon prime all that other good stuff everywhere you usually rent movies and um is it available for you? Um, I know also, you have it on Blu-ray, but... Mm-hmm. It's available on Amazon iTunes for renting. And if you have the Art House Plus subscription on Amazon, you can also watch it for free. Problem that you can buy or rent it wherever you buy or rent movies. Yes, sir. 
And you can listen to literally me anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Spotify, Apple, YouTube. We're All there. the above. Mm-hmm. All the above. Well, Dino, it was fun as always to uh, to get to talk about movies. I'm super excited to see Inside Lewin Davis again. And um, I'll talk to you next week. So much fun. And I want to thank you. Like this podcast, like the highlight of my week. I love talking to you about movies. It's so much fun. Every week I look forward to it. So, Dude, same here. I was just saying this to one of my friends when I was showing them that I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't get to like really talk about movies that often. So like I look forward Same. to like the once a week where I'm like, all right, I get to hop on the call with my boy who otherwise I can really only message my boys all the way across yeah. the globe. So it's cool that we get to chat somewhat in person and, uh, and talk about some cool stuff. So it's definitely mm-hmm. reciprocated on my end as well. Well, it was nice talking to you and very excited for the next movie and all the movies coming after that one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And thank you guys for uh, for listening to the pod, for uh, checking it out, like and subscribe and doing whatever it is you guys are doing. Um, Lots to us. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye bye.